are in the full throes of the holiday season right now. And I know so many of us are like merry and bright and excited and giving, right? We are, we are like, oh my gosh, let's give to a kid at church that needs it. Let's, you know, do toy runs. Let's like, we are like, we want to give um, an amazing Christmas to someone um, or an amazing holiday season to someone. Uh, but we have a bunch of assumptions of what that looks like, right? We think that we are going to give Christmas in the way that we think Christmas should be, right? So I'm not saying any of that's wrong and I want you to be merry and bright and I want you to be giving. But what I want to help us all understand or remind us is that the holidays can be really tough for children in foster care or who have been adopted. So today we're going to talk about how a child from unstable beginnings may have experienced the holiday season and how we can ensure that we're empathetic and we're validating to that experience. Okay. And we're not just bringing what, what we think should be to um, our interactions. Okay. So I'm going to roll that intro and we're going to dive right in. I'm Rebecca Britt, and this is the Stable Moments Podcast. I started this podcast to understand from all perspectives how we can help end the foster care crisis. The overwhelming response was we need to support our local communities. Unwanted, abandoned, orphaned children are the community's responsibility. We must support, guide, love, invest, raise up generations that will nurture, love, and support their own children to end this crisis. So the purpose of this podcast is to build an army of people that are interested and willing to take responsibility of our foster youth and who are supportive of foster and adoptive families. This is the on-ramp for people who want to get involved but might not know where to start. I want this to be a place where community members feel like they can make a difference, where they feel good enough to make that difference, and believe that they can be a big deal in the life of a child. Thanks for being part of our community and make sure to join the conversation in the Stable Moments podcast Facebook group. Together we can end the foster care crisis. Okay, so first let's just realize that children in foster care, some children that are in foster care or have been adopted may only have bad memories about the holidays, okay? They may remember it as a time when Santa never came to their house or always forgot their house. Maybe when they rode to school on the school bus and they heard all the kids talking about how what Santa brought them, they and they were asked like what did Santa bring you? They said Santa didn't come to my house. And then maybe kids picked on them and said like, oh, Santa must not like you. You must have been bad this year. And maybe that even played on more of their feelings of worthlessness. Like not only am I worthless, not only am I, you know, possibly uh, deserve the abuse, neglect, and abandonment that I get, but of course Santa wouldn't come to my house. So maybe it's just like this horrible memory for them. And every time we gear up and we put out Santas and there's Santas at the mall and they see all of that stuff, they're just triggered. They know Santa's not going to come to their house. Maybe they see the, the, you know, all the movies that kids are waiting on Santa and they just hate it. They hate it because Santa didn't show up for them. Maybe they're, they remember their mom being super stressed. Like the whole holiday season, she was just freaking out about how she couldn't afford it. She had guilt, she had shame, and they could feel that energy in the house where the mom was just like, I do not know how I'm going to do this. Um, and maybe told the kids like, don't expect anything for Christmas this year. Did it? But it was just a really negative time. 
um, in their home. So they wish that thing, the holidays would just be over so that people weren't stressed or parents weren't stressed and that they could just move on. Maybe they did have special Christmases. Maybe they um, had extremely happy times with their family and they remember it as something super positive, but it isn't the way that we may celebrate Christmas. So maybe it doesn't include a tree or gifts, but maybe it was every year, once a year, they all went out on Christmas day to Waffle House and they got a meal together. And it was the only time of year that they were able to spend together and everyone was happy and it was just so special that trip to Waffle House, okay? And they remember it as everyone being happy. Maybe they recognized a different holiday. Maybe they were Jehovah's Witness or celebrated Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Maybe they've been in several different houses with several different cultures and they didn't get Christmas one year and the next year they did Hanukkah and the next year they did Christmas and the next year they didn't celebrate anything because that was what their placement did. I mean, it, it just, they could have had a very unstable um, holiday season. Okay. So it can be confusing and we have to understand that their experience may not be like ours. So now that we have expanded our thoughts on what could have happened in a foster or adopted child's life, how they may have experienced the holidays, how it might be a super negative time for them. I want to go into how we can show up and show up trauma informed and appropriately for all kids during the holiday season. So the first and most obvious piece of advice is to not make uh, assumptions, right? So don't assume that they celebrate Christmas. Don't assume that they're happy about it. Don't assume that they like it and that, oh, look at this snowman and look at the Santas and look how cool this is. Oh, it's Christmas time. What do you want for Christmas? Those are all assumptions, right? So we need to pause and not assume that they even celebrate Christmas and definitely don't assume that they like this time of year. Just because their foster or adoptive family celebrates Christmas. So you might have even talked to mom or you might have even, you know, talked to their family who's saying, you know, what they're doing for Christmas. But even still, it doesn't mean that they have always celebrated that or they feel like that is something that's exciting for them. Maybe they're part of an adoptive or foster family that celebrates Hanukkah. And so you're trying to be super like, okay, let's celebrate Hanukkah and let's um, make all of our, you know, sessions together. Let's make all of our interactions about Hanukkah and we'll ask them, tell tell me how much you love Hanukkah. And, and maybe they're like, this is my first year celebrating Hanukkah. I'm used to celebrating Christmas. Okay, so don't make assumptions based on their family either. So how do you not assume? Like, what do you do if you're just not going to make any assumptions? You ask, just ask someone, what do you do for the holidays? Do you like the holidays? What do you like about the holidays? Okay. Or if they don't like the holidays, if they're like, oh, it's stupid. I don't really care. Be like, oh yeah, I get that. Um, you want to tell me more? Like, so if you don't like the holidays, all of this stuff that's going on must be really annoying, huh? And then they may tell you more like, yeah, it is super annoying. I hate seeing Santa's. I wish the holidays were over. I get that. And then that's going to change how you show up with that kid, right? You're not going to like focus on the holidays and stuff. Um, but like you could validate like that the rest of the world is very focused on the holidays and then ask them how they experience that. How do they deal with that? Like if you really hate the holidays and all of this stuff's going on, how do you survive the last part of the year? And they may tell you a lot more and then you can be like, wow, well, that's really strong of you. And, um, 
Or if they do like the holidays, then they can tell you what they do for the holidays, what they like about the holidays, and you can incorporate their answers into your time with them, okay? So if they like decorating, if they're like, oh, I really like, you know, decorating during the holidays, then you can turn, you can decorate with them. If you're at the stables, like for stable moments, then you could decorate the horse stalls with them. You could decorate it with whatever holiday they celebrate. You know, make sure that you're bringing in their traditions into the stables so that when they show up, they can see that what, you know, their beliefs are and traditions are being honored there at the stables. Um, And of course, if you're a foster parent or adoptive parent, you're going to want to honor those traditions as well. Um, If they say that they love the food, like the holidays are the best because of the food, then you could make sure that you are cooking that like a meal with them. Ask them what they like. What's your specific food that you like? Is it cookies? Is it bread? Is it turkey? Is it like, what is the food that you like the most? Okay, like, let's make sure that we make that. Now, if it's like a stable moments program where you can't make food or you're not going to make food because of rules we have around food, you could look up a recipe. Oh my gosh, like you maybe they like miss their mom's cranberry orange bread that she made every year. And you're like, oh, that sounds delicious. Maybe we could make, we could find a recipe for that and we could see if, you know, you could make it at home and see if they're into that. So that's something that you could do and you could put it on a nice recipe card even if they're not going to make it at their foster home, you could have the recipe for them to make someday. You could say, you know, do you want to make a recipe card and then you can keep it with you and when you can, you can make it yourself. Okay, so that's one way that you can incorporate food. If they say that they really love the music, then how can you incorporate that? What music do they like that's around their traditions and can you play that music while you guys are drawing or coloring or doing parts of your sessions or interacting together whatever you're doing together, incorporate the music so that you they feel like they're part of the house, okay? Or part of the program or part of the stable or part, whatever, part of, you know, you're honoring them. They belong. This is the sense of belonging we're talking about. When I show up and somebody's honoring my traditions, my beliefs, then I feel part of. And that is a huge thing for children with unstable beginnings because if they're, if they haven't been honored or they don't think that their beliefs and traditions matter, their culture matters, then that's what we're validating. We're basically saying it doesn't matter. We're doing our thing. We're doing just Christmas. We're um, playing our music. This is, you know, we're like imposing our stuff on them. So we need to really find and search for what would their stuff be and have that be part of sessions, interactions um, with them. So let's say you have the kid that really did like going to Waffle House um, or they have a tradition or something that they really remember doing with their mom. They bake cookies every year with their mom or they went to Waffle House every year with their family or they went out to a pumpkin patch with their dad every year or they carved a pumpkin with their dad every year. Okay, so now you can be like, can we bring that tradition? Is that something you'd like to do again? And you really want to, it's really important that you ask the question, is that something you'd want to do again? Would you want to do that with me? Would that be okay? And the reason why you want to ask is what you don't want to do is hear that they used to carve a pumpkin every year with their dad and that's what they liked the most. And then the next time you just bring a pumpkin for them to carve, 
because they might feel like that's a little intrusive or you're trying to replace that memory with you or you're trying to like be their dad. So you want to ask, is that something that you would like to do? Like, would you like to do it again? And can we honor that by doing it together? If they say yes, then yeah, like go to Waffle House um, on Christmas every year with them. Like how awesome is that if that's something they enjoy? Or carve a pumpkin with them if that brings back the memory and it gives them joy. If it, they're like, no, that's kind of something special I did with my dad um, or something I did with my family, but we don't need to go to Waffle House, then you can honor it by maybe getting a small gift um, like a carved pumpkin and be like, I remember what you told me about you and your dad. I thought this might make you remember, help you remember like those special times with your dad. Maybe every single year, if you were a foster parent or adoptive parent, every single year, maybe you get them like a souvenir from Waffle House. So it's just remembering like something that they did with their family and honoring it. And I know we're not going there because we could never make the amazing memories that you and your family made. But I'm going to get you a Waffle House keychain. I'm going to get you a Waffle House mug. I'm going to get you a Waffle House sweatshirt. So every year you can remember like how special that was. And we can bring those traditions into our home. Okay. So remember, don't make assumptions. Ask a bunch of questions. When you do find out what's important to them and what they value, if don't just jump to like, okay, let's do that. You want to incorporate it, but ask them, would it be okay? Could we incorporate that? Would that feel good to you? Do you want to keep remembering that? How do you want to remember that? I tell a story, um, I've written it on the blog before of a kid that I used to work with and um, we, I made mistakes. So I, this advice comes from me making these mistakes, but I remember this kid was in, a foster family and they couldn't afford much. Uh, the foster family couldn't afford to give like him a great Christmas and it was his first year with this foster family. So I raised money and I worked really hard to give this foster family a good Christmas for this kid because I wanted him to have a great first year in this foster family and they were wanting to adopt too. So I was just like, I had a lot like attached to making sure that he had a good time and it was all good intentions. Um, but it was very much me applying what I thought would make the kid feel okay during Christmas and okay. Uh, his parents, both of his parents were in prison. I knew that they were not going to get parental rights back. And I knew that this was going to be a really hard time. So I just like wanted to show him like a new positive life in a new way. We did it. Like we pulled it off. We got all these gifts. We got all this stuff. Um, and we worked with the foster family to get it all wrapped and have him wake up and have there be like an amazing Christmas waiting for him. Right. And I find out like when, after I come home or come back to work from Christmas break, I find out that like he destroyed, he woke up, was pissed, destroyed all of the Christmas gifts, like broke them all and ran away. And that like the police had been looking for him and it took a day or whatever. And he was finally returned back to that foster home. And I was like, what happened? So when I saw him next, I, I was like scheduled to go to his house and hang out with him. So I went and hung out with him and he didn't know that I had anything to do with the Christmas being delivered. Like I, of course, was just doing it anonymously and making it seem like his foster family provided all of that. And so he had a relationship with me and we had built trust. So when he gets in my car, he's like, he's like, this family's bullshit. Like, I don't want to be here. They gave me all these Christmas gifts and like what I had was fine. My, what my mom gave me was fine. 
And I was like, oh, um, yeah, of course it was. Like, of course it was. And I think that this family was just trying to make sure you had a good Christmas. And uh, he was like, yeah, well, they could have asked me what I wanted and they could have brought me to effing McDonald's. Okay. So then I'm like, tell me about, tell me about McDonald's. What do you mean? Um, and he said that his mom around Christmas time, like would get him McDonald's and they would sit and have like this big McDonald's, like order all the things off of, off the dollar menu. And they would have like this big, like movie night and just eat McDonald's until they threw up. And, but they had this like great time, um, together and they did that every year. What I didn't understand is by not doing McDonald's and by giving him this big Christmas and all these presents, he felt like we were saying his mom wasn't good enough and his, where he came from wasn't good enough and McDonald's wasn't good enough. Um, and so it just really triggered him. He realized he's never getting McDonald's again. Like he's never getting those times with his mom again. Like it was way bigger than like McDonald's or the gifts. But like he was just like, he would do anything to have that back and it's not coming back. And these people that are trying so hard, like he doesn't want them. Like he wants his mom. So I felt horrible, uh, for everyone. And of course the, the foster family had like, like really thought he was ungrateful and like, didn't know what the deal was. And then I felt like I failed, right? Because I'm the social worker that's all trauma informed and like telling them to do this and bringing all these gifts and then just like making this horrible decision to all of that go, went down, you know? So of course I felt horrible and, you know, we did repair and I was able to say like, oh my gosh, like I planned this. This is not your foster family. I planned this. I thought you'd really enjoy the gifts. I was trying to make this like a nice time. And you know what? I never asked you. I never asked you what you think would be a nice time. I never asked you like, how could we uh, do something special for your mom or how could we connect with her? Never asked you, how could I honor what you did? I never asked you about your traditions. I just assumed that you would want the things that are easy for me to do, which is gifts. And, um, it just wasn't good. You know, it, there was so much more I could have done to make it be relational and to bring in his traditions and to bring in his mom and to make sure that his foster family honored her. And there was just so much more I could do. And I so missed the mark. And I ended up re-traumatizing and, and really traumatizing everyone uh, by making those decisions. So that's where this comes from. Okay. So finally, what I want to talk about is keeping things relational outside of the tradition and outside of the, you know, whatever you're going to do for the holiday and asking them about what do they want? What do they, you know, how do they celebrate? If they celebrate, if they like it, if they have good memories, how can we keep things alive? You have to realize that the holidays feel like a time we should be with family. I mean, you get that, right? If any of you have ever been away for the holidays, you know, like, how that feels, especially if you've been alone for the holidays, you're like, this is sad. This is Thanksgiving and I'm eating alone in a hotel room, or this is sad. You know, I should be with my family on Christmas. Um, so they have those feelings, like regardless of how nice it is. And even if they enjoy the gifts or even if they enjoy the time and the food and the celebration with their current family, 
they are hyper aware that like they are not with their family and or they're wondering what their family's doing or they're aware that their mom or dad is alone um, or in rehab or in jail um, and they're wondering what their parents are doing or if they're thinking about them, wondering what their traditions might have been had they stayed in their home of origin and not been adopted. Um, so all of those things are fine. You know, all of those things are normal things to think about. Um, and we can dig into those like questions like, oh, let's think about what you did. Um, let's, let's think about where your mom's at right now. And what could we do for her? Could we write her a letter? Even if the mom's not around and you have no contact, you know, could we write your mom a letter? Are you thinking about your mom this time of year? Are you thinking about your dad this time of year? What could we do? So this could be taking pictures of them. I've done things like as easy as going to find a rock, like a cool rock um, at the stable and painting something on the rock that makes them think of their family or painting the mom's name and having them, the kid hold that rock in their pocket. Anytime you're thinking of your mom or your dad during this holiday season, you can hold this rock, you can look at this rock and think about them. And it just allows them to have the connection. Um, it also validates and honors the fact that they have a mom and a dad that's out there that they feel connected to. So again, we don't want to assume that they're thinking about their mom or their dad or that this is really tough for them. Oh, it's the holidays. This must be really tough for you. I just listened to Rebecca's podcast and you no, Okay. It's just like, Hey dude, what's up? It's the holidays. Like, how do you feel about the holidays? Like, what are they like for you? How did you used to celebrate them? What, what are you doing during the holidays or who, who do you think about? What family did you spend holidays with? You know, you can ask questions and be just like a human and uh, like, just understand, be curious about their experience, what they did and be like, oh, that sounds awesome. Or, oh my gosh, that sounds tough. Gosh, the holidays sucked for you. Well, how do you deal with that now? Like, what do you do this time of year? Or, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it might, might be tough being away from your mom, but we could do something for her. Um, and you know, of course we want to talk to foster parents or whatever about those relationships. Sometimes you can't write a letter to bio parents. Sometimes the relationships are so toxic that there's no way they're going to send a letter to their biological mother or get one, but they could write it. We're not saying we're going to send it. We could write down our feelings. We could draw a picture. We could make a gift. And then we could say, you know, what, how would we give this to your mom if we could, how would we give this to your dad if we could? And does it feel good to like at least make something because we wish we could and, um, you know, we'll pretend to give it just like we'll write a letter and we will send it. And it's more of like a, you know, sending it out into the world, hoping that they get the sentiment rather than actually getting the thing. Okay. So everything should be relational. And when I say that, it just means how do we stay connected? It might be the horses at the barn that we're taking pictures of and sending them a photo book of. It might be you and the kid, if you're their mentor or you're a teacher, you're somebody that um, hangs out with them. How do you make sure that they remember your relationship with them? Um, it might be that they want to write a, a note to their sibling, right? Or maybe they want to make a gift for their sibling, or maybe they just want to draw a picture of them and their siblings. Maybe they want to make gifts for people in their foster family, you know, make bracelets and make cards or whatever. And they actually love the home that they're in and they want to 
uh, show gratitude um, and give gifts to their uh, family that they're in now. All of those things are great. Okay, but all those things are relational because it's not transactional. I want to get this and give that. This is like we're remembering, we're honoring the relationships you had and have now. And we're going to show you that they're meaningful. We're going to validate that those are meaningful relationships to you. And we're going to help you stay connected because that is what's so difficult with children uh, that have had unstable beginnings or maybe not with the same people. And even the therapists and the teachers and the uh, mentors, different people in their life have come and gone um, when they've moved to different counties or moved to different homes. So showing them that there can be a continuity of care, there can be a continuity of healthy relationships is really, really important. And showing them how you do that and how you can do that simply with a rock off the ground or a picture or drawing or making something is super important. Okay. So no assumptions, right? This kid might have horrible experience of the holidays, might have great experience of the holidays. They might celebrate something different. They might have different cultures. They might have experienced a bunch of different cultures. Understand what they like. Ask questions. Get curious. Figure out how they experience the holidays and what they would like to do. Don't assume that just because they like doing something, they want to do it with you. Ask, like, is that something you'd like to do with me? And then keep it very relational honor the relationships they have and do activities that are building on those relationships, reminding them of those relationships in, and contributing to those relationships if it's gifts or a card or whatever. Okay, I hope this was a good reminder. I hope this was helpful. And I hope that you guys have a beautiful, beautiful holiday season. Until next time.